It's a couch. Looks comfortable. And it's in space. Cool. Couch in space. Okay, we're ready to rock and roll into another Couch in Space. And today I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Emma Slade, and she's a New Zealand film producer. <laughs> I know it sounds fabulous, and you know what it actually is, because, Emma, you're one of the most tra well-travelled people that I know. How many countries have you been in? Oh, for work, a lot. I've <laughs> 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 been to America quite a bit and to yeah. France and all the places where there are film festivals normally and film markets. At Netherlands as well? Wasn't that one of them? Um, I have been to the Netherlands, not for a market, but I have been oh, okay. there. Yeah, wow. and, to, and to UK and all around Europe and Germany. Yeah. And Australia, of course, like um, all, the, all the normal places. Yeah. yeah. And you started, I guess, in television like everyone else? I did. I am... Um, I started in television in the UK, actually, and then came back to New Zealand and continued on in television, but always dreamed of being okay. of working in film, and so I made the transition. And what was it about film in particular that drew you, drew your attention? I think film was like visual poetry. Okay. And I just love yep. it. And um, I'm sort of quite a creative person myself, so mm -hmm. I'm just really drawn to it. Right. And I feel it's going into that world of... Make believe, I suppose, and, mm. and create, and people being able to create a world and enter into it, and in a, a form of escapism, maybe. And so. it's isn't cinema great though, because you've got that big dark room. It always starts in black, and then you know it, the film runs for an hour and a half to two hours, and you just take people away. Hey, for that time, Absolutely. you've got their undivided attention to show a little bit of piece of art. And I love going to the cinema. I mean, yeah. I enjoy it at home, but I love going to the cinema. Mm. This is, it is an experience for me, so I, yeah. I'm a real lover of it. <laughs> and um, it's my favourite thing to do. Uh, and what about, as a producer, you do a lot of people management. Mm. You know, it's all about people. It's getting the right kind of people together. And, um, and there's so many people involved in making a film. I mean, anyone can just see the credits and it's not a one-man band by any stretch of the imagination. Um, tell us about some of those challenges of, one, maybe getting these people together, and two, one, keeping them together, and then having a product at the end of it. Well, I mean, I th the nature of what we do, it's such a collaborative mm. sort of thing, yeah. and which is one of the things I love the most about it. Mm. And I think getting the right personalities are really important. Yeah. I, as a as a person and as a producer, I think that um, even though we work within quite a hierarchical structure, I think it's really important to place value in every person, mm. regardless if you're the runner or if you're the executive producer. Yeah. Everybody needs to be treated with respect and have value. And I think if that's a good place to start, yeah. um, because if you don't have a very good runner, your whole project can fall over. Yeah, so right. it's really important that everyone is really valued. And I think that... Um, so when looking for putting a crew and cast together, mm. matching personalities is really important. Yeah. Um, right. And choosing HODs that have good teams, um, HODs in his department, <laughs> um, can um, um, you know, bring teams of people together that help sort of combine. Mm. Um, and I think it's really important particularly for independent features because there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. Yeah. A bit, bit different from a studio film. Yeah, where it's often driven for money and for a commercial purpose, mm. where there is um, a lot of emotion attached to independent films and a lot of people's hearts are in it. 
particularly for the creatives. Because the money's definitely <laughs> not all there, right. so you got to fill it up with something, so it must well be hard. It's true. <laughs> Quite often the money's not there. <laughs> well, it's not very much anyway. No, it's certainly right. not in comparison. Yeah. And so people are doing it for other reasons other yes. than money. So, um, yeah, so I think it's, there's, there's high stakes yeah. um, for everybody. Um, and each film has a little bit of someone's soul in it. Well, I think it should anyway, and that's what gives it a little bit of magic. I think so, especially an independent film, isn't mm. it? Um, and that's, that's, my, that's my passion, really. Right. I mean, I appreciate studio films and enjoy yes. some of them. Not many, but some. But, um, but I really, really love independent cinema, and mm. I think it says a lot about what it is to be human, which I think is really interesting. I love that it's so raw, and I love that it's indulgent, and... Yes, like you said, human. Mm. You know, you see all the, you see the flaws and you see the successes and things like that. And I guess the older I get, the more I appreciate independent. I mean, I love a love a, a good special effects flick, but um, with those kind of films, it's rare that you get really emotionally attached. Whereas you go to some of these film festival films, and you come out of it almost shaken. You know, like. You've taken on this journey of maybe some old lady or something like this, but the filmmakers, they have this heart and passion in it, and you walk away with something. That's, good, that's the point. I hope that's, mm. good, that's good news. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think that um, I watched the McQueen doco just the other day, and he made this statement about he just wanted people to feel something. Right. And even if you hated it or you loved it, but yeah. the, either one is okay as long as you had some response. If you just sort of walked out of there not feeling anything, it means that you you hadn't really done your job and you hadn't connected with yes. the audience, which I think is really, really important. And it's almost like that is the independent film currency, isn't it? How you, it's not making money at the box office, but having someone feel and getting some attention out of people really getting riled up about the subject matter and the topic. Well, hopefully you do find an audience. <laughs> Otherwise, there's not much point. Um, but I think it doesn't have to be like those box office hits because often it's th those box office hits are tied to marketing as well. Yeah. So as, as, as good as, as your film may be, if you haven't got a marketing budget to support it, it's sometimes very hard to reach out to audiences. Yeah. There's a lot of material out there and you can access it on every screen available so often. So it's really hard to compete in that very noisy marketplace. So trying to connect with people with your material. So if you find an audience, I think you're, right. you don't, you've done well. And that's really the key, is to get your material. But is finding an audience almost like the lottery of something going viral? If yeah. you don't have a stu studio marketing budget, you know, yes, I like think, you said, there's a lot of noise. Mm, I think that there's, that's definitely, there's an element of that. Mm. And being able to and, and hook into that. And also different films uh, for, suit different people for different reasons. Mm. So um, being very clear on who you're making it for and, and how you're going to connect to them. Because I think often people, once they're actually in the theatre, they often will enjoy the film, but it's just getting them there that's quite right. hard. And life's so busy for people, so yes. that's really tricky as well. And then when you're looking on screen, whether it be Netflix or one of those other platforms, there's so much content. It's like, how do you, how do you choose what yeah. you're going to watch? How do you find it? Finding it, I think, is the biggest mm. one, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I go on Netflix, it gives me recommendation based on what I've watched in the past. But to be honest, it's very ho-hum. Mm. It's, okay, I watched an action flick, so now I've got another 10 action flicks to watch. At least I'll But say. it doesn't <laughs> challenge you in any way. How, you know, I would love for Netflix to go, hey, how about something like this out of the box? You know, just because it's actually a good film, you mm. know. Um, there doesn't seem to be that in that 
not that I've discovered really. Well, even you know how they use when you go into really good bookshops and you have people who work mm. in the bookshop and they read the book and they'll write like a little recommendation yeah. on different books and even DVD stores. Um, sometimes if you went into the art house type DVD stores, they mm. would, or and they would support independent cinema and they'd be like, oh yes, I've watched that one. Often people are really, really into <laughs> film in a major way, yeah. but they've watched lots and lots of material and they can make recommendations. It's a shame that some of these platforms don't create more of that, so it's not such a sort of almost like a sausage factory. Yeah. It'd be quite interesting if they did that. Wouldn't it, would it be interesting to have like a group of people that watch films and review them like, um, I mean, if you expect the reviews, because you, you got movie reviewers and critics, you know. I wanted to, I want a film to be reviewed, not criticised, because I think any film that is made is a major achievement regardless. You know, that is something I have definitely learned from watching you and um, some other people in the film industry. I think it's, it is absolutely amazing that any film ever gets made, considering everything is totally stacked against you um, a lot of the time. That's true. So, I completely agree. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so finding that audience, you almost go to, I guess, people that you respect, don't you? It, that word of mouth almost. Rather than going through a critic and going through what's advertised on TV, wouldn't it be great to have an, an independent body almost that reviews a film and gives you some insights into the film without you having to be the one to search for it? I think even if a film is critically acclaimed, it doesn't necessarily mean it will find its audience. No. So even no. if a, even if you have a film that does really well and it's sort of with reviews, won't necessarily won't necessarily translate into box office. So I think it's kind of defining what your film is is about and really who you're targeting and how you're going to reach that target yeah. audience. Okay. And there are some audiences who are sort of lean more towards independent cinema than others. Mm. Um, and sort of, yeah, working out how to. How does the, um, when you have a film and you're proud of it, is the main goal, you aim it for a festival? Is, is, is that the that, initial...? It's a very common approach of independence. Okay. So I'm just trying to give it, um, to elevate it and to give it sort of a profile. Mm -hmm. Because if it does go into a cinema and, um, and it achieves well, yes. and um, it gets like an audience award or best whatever, um, then that it gets all the the media going, and then that okay. often will um, penetrate in sort of different territories, and right. then someone will come along and want to buy it on the basis. Because I suppose a film often will go through lots of litmus tests. I sort mm -hmm. of think of them as, and and they, they all sort of help narrow down what's where the quality is. Okay. I mean, not always, but yeah. it will often help. So I think it's a, a normal pathway for people to go is to try mm -hmm. and get it into. Um, well-recognised film festivals. And film festivals are sort of ranked. You sort of have the A-list, yes. B-list, C-list and so forth. Right, okay. So if you get it into an A-list film festival, right. you've got a good chance of it. Um, you put that on your poster. Yes, you put that on your poster. <laughs> and, and, and also critic reviews. You know, you'll see yes. often independent films having all the five stars or four stars up there to show that it's something. Sometimes even in the in the trailer, in the cinema trailer. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And just to give it the... That's totally right. It's mm. just to show that, there, that this has had a sort of seal of quality to it. Right. And it's worth people investing the time and energy in watching it. Um, do independent films get... Um, audience review, like the, you know, the big cine studio cinemas, they go through, they get rated by the audience and uh, according to that feedback, they change the, I don't know, characters or the edits slightly. Yep. Does that happen for independent films as well? Is that a normal strategy for film? I think it depends where you are. Oh, okay. But it's, I mean, 
different places do it in different ways. Mm. But in New Zealand, if you have New Zealand Film Commission funding, yes, then they insist upon having a test screening. Oh, do they? And then they they sort of organise it all within the with market. Joe Average or within the organisation. Uh, they they have a company that they work alongside with and within their own um, internal resources at the Film Commission, and they go out and they find the audience that's applicable to your film. Okay. Plus other audiences outside of that film in case in case there's some surprise results from those sort of outsiders. Okay. Um, and then they show the film and you have a questionnaire and um, a sort of Q&A time afterwards and and then they you collate all the results and see if you're going to make any changes okay. um, from based on the feedback that you've got. So how much clout that, does that feedback have? Is it a major? It's interesting because I think there's a, there's a mix response because some films can do really well in a test screening and then not so well in the box office and you think oh how, how why was that oh, God. but then okay. yeah, so there's no there's no guarantee there's no guarantee in anything in this anything. business in, including that and I, I mean i can see that there is there is value to test screenings mm -hmm. but at the same time you don't want to hang everything on it as well yeah. so it's kind of it's balanced they have to balance it out but it is it is tricky it's one way of trying to any way you can to try and get some sort of access to your audiences is helpful. Right. I know there are other people who also really believe in friends and family screenings. Yes. Um, and even though you would think that they would be um, kind on the project because they're associated <laughs> with the ma filmmakers, um, you, right. you could also ask for their honesty to be really frank about how they felt about it and probably okay. would give more direct feedback. Um, and I mean, you could qu quiz them on it a bit more. Yeah. And they'll be more generous. Right. They won't just write a one-liner and circle four out of five or whatever, you know, they'll... Because chances are they at least understand the process a bit more, don't they? Possibly, yeah, yeah. it depends on who, yeah, who you're talking to. So have you ever come across an experience where a test screening like that just revealed something about the film that you never even thought would be there? Um, well, it's quite interesting. It's a bit like profile, profiling, yeah. because you also ask the person who's filling out the questionnaire what other things interest them. And so it's quite right. interesting creating like a, without knowing who the people are, of yes. course, because they're kind of people off the street, um, you know, what sort of books they've read and what other films have they seen recently, mm -hmm. what film would they like to go to that's coming up. So you get some sort of idea on, on the profile of this person right. and where your film sort of fits with them, whether they hated it or yeah. if they, you know, they quite enjoyed it. Um, and then, then there are some things that they say in, about the film that what they what they didn't like. Mm. Um, and when you start seeing sort of those themes coming through in other questionnaires, okay. that's from other people. It's quite interesting. <laughs> so you can start getting hints of where you might have to um. do some tweaking. But then there are some things that you can't do anything about yeah. as well. That's right. So, yeah, and some people might say, "Oh, I hated that," and then the next person goes, "I love it." So. It can be quite confusing too. Again, what, yeah, what, yeah, what can you do with that, hey? Yeah. And again, I think a lot of films have yeah, many heads that they have to go through. And again, it's just amazing that anything ever gets finished and actually released at some stage or another. So film is something you're obviously very passionate about and um, the people that you surround yourself with, that's the most important thing, isn't it? So mm, I think it's, personality. It's really Mm. Yeah, personality is a, is, a, is, a, is a big thing. And also, um, I, I really like exploring new and fresh talent. Okay. Because I actually think it's such a community to make mm. a film. And any personality and every skill set, there is a place for someone on a film. It really does right. take all sorts. Um, and so, yeah, so I think 
there's everyone, anyone of sort of value. And I think the key things is um, people who are hardworking. That's yeah. really, really important. Right. People yeah. who have initiative mm-hmm. um, and who are passionate. And I think those qualities are sometimes potentially even more important than experience. Right. Not okay. always, but often. I just think it's just really, really critical. Yeah. And you can, if you have someone who is quite um, sort of new to it, and, mm. but really enthusiastic mm. um, and, and wanting to try really, really hard and has a desire, yes. they're really easy to um, work with and to, and to help steer them in a certain way. Mm. Um, so I, that part, I think, find that part really exciting and interesting. It's, it's wonderful when you find passionate people. Mm. I think that's just, it is the ultimate. I believe anyone can learn anything, you know, but you cannot teach someone to be passionate about something. You oh. know, it, it's a losing battle. They can be really great, but if they're only giving you 10, 20% and, you know, are unreliable, then it's crazy. Yeah, and you have yeah. to work out what lights people's fires and then, yeah. that's what's, and then that's the work that they should be working in. Mm. Don't give someone a task that they're not interested in. That's, you just won't right. get the results. You know, no <laughs> yeah. one likes doing stuff that they hate doing. So yeah. you're best to try and match the job with people's skill set. Right. Mm. Going back to um, art form, film is an art form. And unfortunately, film has so many restrictions on it. Like, how do you, I guess in this case, you're dealing with writers and directors who obviously have a vision. Um, it must be so hard for them to constantly work within a very, I guess, a narrow framework, you know? Like, a, like an artist, like a painter, for instance, you know, he's left alone, he's got, he chooses to paint, and at the end of the day, he's got a painting. But because there's so much money involved in film, from the get-go, you're making the film not to please you as an artist, you're making the film as whoever's funding it and what their expectations are. And is there, how do you navigate those waters? You know, where do you draw the line with potential investors saying, no, 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 this is what the film is, and, or telling the director or the writer, um, no, 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 you got to pull back because we can't afford that vision, for instance. Can you, yeah, talk about that dynamic? Because that fascinates me. It's a minefield. (laughs) (laughs) It is a minefield, and I think it's probably one of the hardest parts of a producer's job. Is that why film is not an art form? No, I think it is an art form. But it's really interesting because where you have, um, where the creative and finance meet. Yeah. And also, I think it's, it's an art form that is to be appreciated by a wide audience. And... Why though? Why does it have to be a wide audience? Because then it is, I see, well, you can, the comment that you made before about films being indulgent, I, I don't agree with that because oh. I don't think films should be indulgent. Really? No, I don't. I think actually that you've missed the point if you think it's indulgent. Why? Because I don't think it's made for you or you alone. If you want to do that, then you should take your own money and you should mm. go and make it right. and do what you want to do. And, um, and if anyone else is interested in seeing it, then so be it. But I mean, it's for you, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Or go and paint a picture or go and write a book. Yeah. But if you actually want to have a film, which is all about connection and connecting with audiences, right. then that's what it's about. And you need a lot of money to make that because it takes a huge army of people yeah, yeah. To, to make a film come together and, and, and for that film to be realised. Um, and I think as a producer... You know, we create a really solid, well, I think, this is what I think a producer's job is, is you're creating a solid platform um, and support network and leadership Mm. 
to a creative team, which is led by the director, yeah. but um, the writer and the editor and the production designer and so on and so forth, and the DOP are all contributors and mm. are right behind the director as well. And they, um, in that creative vision, is met, when it meets the finance, that's when it's um, really, it is really challenging. Yeah. Because it's um, the financial side of it and the marketing and business, oh, not marketing, the business side of it can be um, really brutal. Yeah. And, and can be very off putting for the creative team. And so the producer is the, the person that has to walk that line yeah. and will take that information and give it to the creative team so it's a, given in a meaningful way and is not obstructive or destructive to what's going on. Okay. It needs to be constructive. <laughs> um, yes. and, but it's actually really important because often that money will come from the marketplace and okay. um, whether it be buyers or distributors or um, sales agents or whatever, mm. they have their ear close to the ground, theoretically, to what the marketplace is wanting and how projects are performing right. and how films are doing. So they kind of have some idea about if it's going off in a certain direction, they might think, well, it's not going to do the business that it needs to do. And okay. the, 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 that side of the business is very money-orientated. Yes. You know, how many bums on seats and equals this amount of dollars. Yes. And if, they can, if those numbers start to drop, then, you know, that's how they go. And, but there is, there's also that, the creative need to be concerned about that too mm -hmm. because they are trying to reach an audience. So there is a balance there, and I think that's the thing that the producer has to do is balance those two elements um, out right. and both are really valuable. But I also think that tension is healthy. Right. I also okay. think it, with, even within the creative team, it's yes. healthy if there's tension on the project um, because the, the project is king or queen, depending on how you're looking at it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's the most important thing of all, more important than any ego or any yeah. person, that's the most important thing. Um, and it needs to be really well looked after and well nurtured. Um, right through the um, value chain of mm. the whole entire process, right until it's out, out into the world and really looked after. Um, mm. And on that basis, if you always make sure the project is the priority, then um, things kind of work themselves out. And I think that's true for most film people that work in film. Um, even though things get heated and things get stressful, everyone's playing their part to make that film the best that it can be, hey? whether it's the promoter, whether it's um, the director or the producer. Um, that's something I've really noticed, that it, it is. Egos aside, they're coming from a place where, well, if they just did this, it would be so much better, and then blah, 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 blah. it'll make more money, people will be more engaged and things like that. But yeah, you, you have so many different languages of describing the film, so you've got the the art or the creative of describing the film and then you've got the marketing box office and it's amazing how many holes it's just a little film you know has to fit in in order to eventually find its place but it always does hey it, it always does. finds its place well hopefully it does well <laughs> most of the time most, <laughs> most i think so yeah you're right i'm finding it sort of home um yeah, it's tricky. And there, I mean, there are some films that are, are made for phenomenal amounts of money and yes. huge marketing budgets, and they fail. And there are some films that are tiny 
and they have very little money to them in any shape or form yeah. and they just somehow pop and they people find them and they just do extraordinarily well. Yeah. And then there are lots that kind of just don't, just sort of sit in the middle ground. But I just think um, no one knows no. what film is going to really burst and, and pop for audiences. Right. And so everyone, I think, is always searching for that all the time. And so it's quite makes it quite a subjective process because even pe yeah. people might say, oh, well, I think you need to do this because I think the audience will appreciate this. Mm. And then someone else might go, well, no, I think it should be this way. And so you're in this thing where people, everyone is coming from a subjective place yes, trying to right. guess what they think is the best thing for the project and what is going to connect with the audience mm. and then working out which way you go. And that's also something as a producer's role, helping choose which pathway to take. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, it's tricky stuff. <laughs> it's tricky stuff. Why are we doing it? <laughs> Why, uh, I don't know. Why are you still doing <laughs> no, it? No, <laughs> I love it. I really love no, it. I absolutely love it. And the people I work with are amazing, so I think myself is very lucky. One thing that's always um, baffled me about the whole film process is it's like you said earlier about films being, um, you know, lots of money films can fail and also um, um, small films can really succeed. But it all starts with a script. And the script at the end of the day is locked off before photography begins. Am I right in, in assuming that? Yeah. It has to, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So people have gone through and signed the script off and then they make the film. Couldn't and then they make a bad film and, you know, couldn't people see from the script on that it wasn't gonna work? I think like what is what is that process? I think that um, the development process is tricky because it's hard to know when you've when you've done it. Yes. Like when 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 you, you know when do you say oh this draft this draft is it? Mm. And actually, you do keep working on the draft even when you're shooting, but you do have a shooting script or a finance f financing script, and you say okay, we're raising the finance on this script here. Yes. And so you can make tweaks and things afterwards, but generally that's the locked off script for shooting. Mm. Um, and no one sets out to make a bad film. No, no. You know, that's only the, uh, well, the benefit of hindsight. <laughs> but yeah. everyone, you kind of start off, and when you choose to sort of finish work on a script, the other thing is, is that people say that there are um, sort of three stages of m making the, the project, and you write the film. That's one way, and then you do it again in the shoot, and then you do it again in the edit. Right. Yeah. So that's right. Um, you're kind of recreating it in each one of those steps, mm. um, which you'll appreciate. <laughs> yeah. As, as, as many steps. Yeah, totally. As, <laughs> yeah, as, a, yeah. as a project maker yourself, so I yeah. think that um, that's the case for film um, as well. And but knowing when to stop the development, because you can find yourself swimming yes. around in development for a long time, mm -hmm. and you go, okay, how are we how are we going to break out of this? And you do put scripts out to international readers and get other people to read yeah. and go, okay, you know, I have a pile of scripts here, and I'm a professional reader of scripts, and I know what's good and what's not, and I give your one the tick. Mm -hmm. You go, okay, great, that's a sign of endorsement. So you're trying to put it and give it little tests all the okay. way through to check the quality of it, because yeah. as you're quite when you're quite close to the material, sometimes it is quite hard to mm. hold, get, get to maintain perspective. So you do need outside voices and fresh eyes and fresh ears to yeah. have a look and see and go, yeah, that's working or not. Because it's, it's all encompassing. What, an average film is like three, four months? Oh, <laughs> I've come. Yeah, well, if you count pre-production and post-production, yeah, a lot longer than that. For, for development, it can be up, you know, five, oh, seven, sometimes oh ten, geez. fifteen years. But I mean, so, you <laughs> yeah. know, development can take however long it needs to take, but yeah. you know, a solid period of time. Um, and then, 
and then you go into once you've got all your cast attached and you've got all your financing, which also takes time as well. Yes, yeah. And then you go into pre-production and then you shoot it and then you have to post and post always takes a long time. Yeah. So normally to, from the time of, roughly speaking, from mm. the beginning of, let's say, pre-production through to delivering the film to go out into the world, that could take about a year, right. depending okay. on how long God, you shoot long for time. and how long the edit is for. But the rough, you know, roughly speaking, for an independent film, it would be, yeah. be about that. And critics, is, I guess... Films, um, everyone seems to have an opinion on films, hey. I guess it's um, a very, I guess a vulnerable art form because once, once it's there for everyone to see, um, I think for most part people actually really like a film or they really don't like the film. You know, I think it's very rare people go, oh, ho-hum. Um, I think I'm right in, in saying that, hey, that you can, people are so visually literate nowadays, they've seen so many films, they've seen all the stories before. Most films have a certain structure that, you know, need to hit certain beats, so you, you come out of the film feeling fulfilled and you um, see the character's story develop. Um, but isn't it amazing that, um, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> I do think I think it's really valuable that audiences yeah. are so discerning. Yeah, I yeah. think it's actually a really good that thing. No one is complacent about it because it's a story, and, and, I, and I think it's humans okay. Love if, stories, and if people want, it's good that people critique it. I think it comes back to that thing I was saying about um, before with Alexander McQueen saying, you know, hmm. you just have to feel something, and if you and yeah. if you hate it, and why you hated it, and what didn't work for you, but trying to create a dialogue around a film. But I think if a film actually managed to say something about what it is mm. to be human, I, I personally, but I, that's because those are the kind of films I really love. I think well, humans uh, are making the film, well, so it should I be about know. something and human. Just something that you can learn about yourself and about the place you live yeah. and the world around you and what things mean and give you some sort of insight. Yeah. For me, if I think if I could achieve that, I, for me, that would, a film would be a success. Even if it was to a small audience, right. I feel like it would have succeeded. Um, but... Yeah, so that's, you know, I think that's really interesting. Um, and, and just being able to connect with people in a sort of meaningful way. But I do think it's of value. I think we're lucky to have audiences that are so um, so um, literate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, um, you know, film literate. But therein also lies that challenge of how do you please someone who's almost seen it all before in a way, you know? Well, that's true. And that's, yeah. that's very interesting because I think you're... It's hard. Yeah. You have to come up with really interesting, innovative ideas that are unique and bold, um, and yeah, and it feels <laughs> not like it's a cliche. Yeah. You know. So I think, but we've got some in New Zealand, um, and certainly some of the people I'm working with are just so clever. Yeah. And they're coming up with really just when you think, uh. oh, are there really any other new stories out there? For you? Like, yep. <laughs> And it's, it's just really exciting. Uh, it's, I think so too. Yeah, it's very, it's, 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 it's wonderful. It's really, it's very cool. Do you think um, there's a big buzz about artificial intelligence these days and, you know, everyone is scrabbling for making AIs be the next big thing, like there's an AI that can edit now. If you load in the script, it can do the cutaways for you. You can actually randomise it so it goes from a mid shot to a wide shot, which is it's meant to be like a human person editing it kind of thing. Um, do you see artificial intelligence creeping into the filmmaking process anytime soon? I think... Judging about... Because you would know each, in the, you know each person's value from the DOP to the grip, you know. Is there a process that could be 
artificial intelligence enhanced that will make the film making process, I don't know, more amazing? It's a bit like, for me, it'd be like taking Monet yeah. and going paint by numbers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yes, you probably could try and recreate it, but it would be the, the magic. Mm. which is only given by human beings. Yes. This is obviously very much my own opinion. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I totally guess, agree with you. Yeah, yeah, but I think there is there is magic that human beings bring and when they when these br really brilliant brains work together mm. and collaborate together, that yes. is the thing that creates the magic and creates something very special and unique. Yes. Um, and I think it doesn't matter how much programming you were to pump into an AI, mm -hmm. um, it, it wouldn't, I just don't, it would be like painting my numbers a little bit, yeah. I think, for me. And um, I mean, I mean, I could quite, I'm sure I'd be wrong at some point, <laughs> but that's sort of how I think about it at the moment, for sure. No, I, I think you're right. Mm. I think AIs at this point are quite stupid because they have so many parameters they have to load in to begin with for it to even start to make any sort of decisions. But they're not really decisions, are they? And they're also the emotionality of it, you know. Well, there is no emotion. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing, and the emotionality is the most probably one of the most important yeah. things for filmmaking. So there are some critical elements that are missing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might be able to get away with it with some TV shows, maybe, you know, low-rent TV I shows. I think any formula. Yeah. Absolutely. I like news, for instance, where Possibly. you go to this, then you go to this, then you go to this. But if you're trying to get an emotional reaction, mm. you can't have two people on the set crying and giving looks. The AI wouldn't differentiate, oh, okay, what are they doing? Yeah. Okay, do I cut to the tear or the, the little glance up? That that feeling, hey, that emotion. Yep. And then until AIs can replicate, I guess, emotions, I think they're a long way off into, yeah, I don't know, covering our creative industries at, at, you know, at best. Oh, thank you, Emma. It's oh, been awesome. It's, it's been a nice wonderful chat. insight. Before you go, though, I do, do want to ask you, um, you're, you're an advocate for, you know, female filmmakers. So you're part of WIFT and... And SWAG. And SWAG. Yeah. So tell me about those two organisers. I know WIFT, so Women in Film and Television. Yep. And uh, I don't know, what's, what's SWAG? So SWAG. <laughs> SWAG is um, Screen Women's Action Group. Okay. And um, what are you actioning? Uh, what are we actioning? So you're not oh, out there with pickets? No, and... no. It's kind of... It's, it's, it's quite an organic organisation. <laughs> okay. Grassroots organisation. So really? it's, um, there's um, seven women that are part of that um, that are... Sort of, um, within the industry and right. different jobs um, and that organisation came about because at the sort of November last year near the tail end of the height of the Me Too, Me Too movement oh, yes, yep. um, one of uh, director I'm working with actually put a thing out on Facebook I think or some social media outlet and so I said oh you know what do people think about what's going on with sexual harassment here in New Zealand and the feedback was overwhelming really yeah, there was a deluge and so I think she acknowledged that something needed to be done. People wanted to talk about it. And there was an issue here. Um, so some people try to think that New Zealand was exempt. <laughs> I mean, well, we're part of the globe. Come on, this is That's the right. industry they gave the casting couch and we all know what yeah, that is. So, yeah, yeah. No, so I think that, um, you yeah, know, we're not, New Zealand is not exempt. <laughs> okay, right. um, We are very much part of a world and, um, and it's not just a Hollywood problem. It's not just an American problem. It's actually yeah. a problem that's global. And it's not just a problem that's in our industry. It's everywhere. Okay. So, um, so that's kind of where Swag was born, really. And we, we came, there was a few of us that connected to this director, Gayson Thabur, and we, um, we came together and realised that we needed to go and consult. We needed mm. to talk to our people in our industry. Yeah. So we held these two forums, one in Auckland and one in Wellington, and um, 
we talked a long time whether they should be female-only events or men and women. Okay. And um, we decided in the end to make them women-only because we felt that some women may not come, and if they did come, they may not feel comfortable speaking if right. men were there. Yeah. And it was, I think in the end it was the, well, I don't think, I'm pretty sure it was the right decision in the end. We had a lot of women come up and, and thank us for doing that. Oh, wow. Um, so that was really good. And it was amazing how much we achieved in that time. We didn't really know how it was going to work, but it was very, very successful. What did, what did you achieve well, The two of that? things that we kind of focused on, what were the issues that women mm. were experiencing or that they knew of and what was the, um, and how, what we were going to do about it. Yes. There were lots of things spoken about, um, but the one thing that came through very, very strongly was the fear of being blacklisted. Right, um, especially in a small, or very intimate industry. Yeah, industry, absolutely. It? Yeah, it's, it's um, and that fear is real. It's so because it's so hierarchical. So yeah. instant, as soon as you have hierarchy, there's a power imbalance. Yes. So you can't get away from that. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So um, it's a it's a it's a it's totally set up to um to have issues like this. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's gosh. why it's, it was such a big deal and mm. it was exposed um in America, but the reality is it's everywhere. Um, and then in regards to what we were going to do about it, there were lots and lots of brilliant ideas which we put together in recommendations, but the one thread that came through mm. the most strongly was um, prevent, um, for prevention was education. Okay. And it was for education that we needed to focus on to help prevent this behaviour so it didn't get to that point. So we put all the recommendations that came yeah. out of those two forums. And um, so when you say education, is that saying how to notice these kind of um, Everything. events? Yeah, it, education for the whole entire industry. Okay. Of like what actually sexual harassment is. Right, yeah. How you deal with it. Yeah. If you, um, sexual uh, education for the person who, if, they, if they're having that happen to them. Yes. Um, where do they go? What do they do? What do they say? Mm. Um, and then also the same for um, um, people who receive a disclosure, what should they do? Right. How do they handle it? Yes. So it was kind of education for everybody. Um, and yes, yeah, so we put those recommendations together. Now we're trying to get some funding from the government. Mm -hmm. And we should hear about that later on this month. And then we'll go into our next phase. We really need to get our yes. men involved. We've got a lot of support from men. Okay. Um, so we're really keen to get key figures in the industry um, who, who are leaders. Um, to help champion our cause, okay. because we want everybody to be safe. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and we um, and there's there are a lot of stories um, that are current right now, not only historical. There are a lot of things that are going on that are not really? healthy and not good, and and women are um, absolutely undermined, and it's it's pretty dire. So we really want to do something about it, and we want our we want the whole industry to come in and support us. So we're working very closely with the guilds. Okay. We'll be tied in closely with ScreenSafe because it, yes. it does is a, it is a health and safety issue. Yes. Um, ScreenSafe has been really great at um, rolling out physical um, safety issues and how to deal with that, so mm. we don't have a problem with WorkSafe because there's a big money stick if you muck it up. Oh, no. um, but we also want there to be psychological and emotional safety to be included in that. Um, because we think everybody has a right to be safe when they're on set. Right. Yeah. Whether at work or whether at home. Yeah, exactly. I think that's yeah. our society is kind of built on that, isn't it? Yeah, it's really important. I so. think that that's one of the good things about, and that's what I kind of respect with, um, you know, the law and the police force. You know, at the end of the day, they're there to keep most things safe. So, and when you do need them, it's 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 a breath of fresh air, really. Uh, it's a very welcoming. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no. So it's um, but it's, it's an amazing. I didn't know it was that rife. 
that I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm more in the television industry and but I guess it happens there too. But is was, it more prevalent in film than uh, in television? No, I think it's right across the board. Is it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's quite amazing in that in the forums we split everybody into groups. So we had a group table of directors and table yeah. producers and so on and so forth. And almost every single table had a, an issue that was happening right then and there. Wow. Yeah, and we've had a lot of um, comments and disclosures that have come to swag um, in the time. So, um, yeah, I don't know if incidents have necessarily increased. Um, but I do think the disclosures have, which is actually a positive thing. Okay. People are talking about it and saying and calling it out. Mm -hmm. um, and bystander intervention is really important. So everybody, if they're saying something that's not right, they should right. be calling it out because that actually really helps yes. the um, person who it's happening to. Yeah. Um, if, if, if they feel like they've got the support of their team around them. Mm. Mm. And so is swag now? Is it an organisation? Is it something that tangible that people can go to a website on? Or um, no. No, that would probably not yet. Not yet. But okay. that will be in the next phase that we're doing. It will that will be part of that. So mm. um, yeah, we, it's an, as I say, it's very grassroots at the moment. So it's kind of on. Well, I well mean, we have a social media presence. Yeah. Okay. Um, and people know that we're around and that we exist and what we're about. Mm. Um, but um. Well, well, then you, Emma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so I just, I just film really wasn't enough. <laughs> you oh, got to have I something. Just, I just really care. Have to have, have to have a cause. <laughs> oh no, I really care about. It's not the cause so much, but I really care about industry and I really care about yeah. our people. And I just, there are a lot of amazing people out there, and some of them have been. Um, it's not some of the way they're treated isn't fair, and I just, yeah. I'm, I have a big thing for justice. So I think that's um, I think it's important. I think treat everyone equally, hey, no matter who they are. Mm. I think you were saying earlier. It's a you respect know. thing. It is, it is. Everyone's human, everyone has a job to do. It's just different, you know, and they have different perspectives. And um, But at the end of the day, hopefully they'll all come together and work on the same thing. Yeah. Thank you so much oh, for coming okay. on My Couch in Space. <laughs> um, nice episode 10, I did it. That's it. <laughs> season one done. Well, that's why I'm calling a season anyway. <laughs> see how now, now I need an audience test and see what recommendations I get That's right. for making the show even better. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you made People it. probably say, oh, get rid of the stupid space background. <laughs> Why is that dog just sleeping there? Should be doing tricks, hey? <laughs> no, she's good. Right, thank you. Thank you again, Emma. That was. Uh, it was fun, fascinating to talk to you. Yeah, and, cool. Um, nice to be here. Yeah. We'll have to have another chat sometime. Indeed. As well. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, everyone. See you later. Couch in space!